Welcome to the Change for Joy podcast series, 19 minutes to inspire and ignite your life. Stories change the world, and all of us can change through stories. Each week, an inspirational guest will give voice to what really matters to them. Presentation Master Founder Ninka Van Bezoyen is your host. Stay tuned for today's Spark of Inspiration. Hi, this is Nink van Bezoyen, and this is the podcast Change for Joy. Change the world and change your story and have joy. Inspirational stories to spread to positivity. On the International Women's Day 2021, I have a very special guest, a first guest, and I'm really, really, really pleased she's there, Qatar el from Canada. So welcome, Qatar. And it's Thank all you. yours. Thank you so much, Nienka. It's such a joy to be with you here today on International Women's Day. Uh, what a great day to start the conversation with women uh, around living their most joyful lives. Perfect. It is. It is. And I know you had an amazing journey to get where you are today. And it hasn't been always easy. And um, uh, you're doing great stuff uh, around the globe. So can you tell me what brought you where you are? I know it's a very broad question, but you know, can you just lead us through and be the yeah. inspiration we're searching for? Oh, thank you, Nienka. Absolutely. Um, I think what brought me here is that I got to a place in my life where I was unwilling to be miserable anymore. I had done everything I was supposed to. I graduated from the right schools, the right programs, got the right job. Everything looked perfect externally. So where and, were you at that time? Uh, and and, and oh, where, yes. where did you start? And uh, where were you perfect? Were you not, were not perfect? <laughs> Yes. So I was in Canada and I graduated from law school. I was called to the bar. I was a lawyer. Um, I had a very comfortable job by external standards working for the government. And yet internally, I was just not feeling happy. I was not feeling fulfilled. Uh, I was sitting with the gap of studying law because I really wanted to have a positive impact. And my reality was that it felt like I was pushing paperwork. Um, mm -hmm. The, the yeah. essence, yeah, the essence of why I had gone to law school had been lost for me. Um, I get it. I get it. So what happened? Well, from there, it actually started to impact my health. And so that's where the pillar of well-being came in for me. And I realized that suffering from anxiety was actually a byproduct of everything that I had been going through at work. And uh, through an exploration, I found out that my values and my work were very disconnected. I wanted to have a positive impact. I wanted to empower people. Uh, I really believed in bringing the best out of people. And examining my day-to-day, -day, what I was doing was, again, moving paper. It was... The, the type of work I was doing, I was working in disability files and it was very disempowering. Uh, and so I think I had an aha moment at some point where I realized if I keep going the way I am, uh, my future was going to be no different from the past. 
Oh, that's a really important one because I can imagine many of us repeat the the past, and if we don't change, we just are just in this this red race and or 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 just the the the, the wheel all the time, isn't it? You just repeat yourself. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. It just felt like I was stuck in this grind of the day to day, and it was exhausting. No matter what I did, it felt like things changed. And yet they stayed the same. Mm-hmm. The, the, the core, the, the, the core discomfort that I was carrying within and my internal conflict just stayed there and my health kept deteriorating. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think the big shift happened for me when I really took a stand for my life. And I oh, said, that's an interesting one. No How do you take a stand for your life? Saying no, you said, but that's an important one. Yes, it is. It is. And as much as I want to say there is a process and there are ways to it, I think fundamentally there is a shift that comes within ourselves where we realize or we decide I was not born just to suffer. I I choose to have a different future than just suffering or the version of adulthood that a lot of us are being taught, which is only being responsible but not being joyful in the process. Is that the good girl syndrome? Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) And I will say I was a poster child for the good girl syndrome. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, totally. And so I think that's it. There comes a time where we're like, good girl, no more. I have done the taking care of everybody. I have done my best to keep the peace in my family or in my work environments or everywhere I could and then we realize it comes at a cost to ourselves and so yeah yeah so for me that was really it it was what is this costing me this staying stuck this believing that I'm stuck Uh, because we now know it is a mindset that we're stuck that's a good one too no we could have that as a quote you know being stuck is a mindset yeah Mm. yeah it, it really is I I would say that's been that was a big revelation for me that now whenever I feel stuck, I have to remind myself I might feel stuck. It doesn't mean it's true. And then I go and sort of like reclaim my inner power by looking within at why is it that I believe that I'm stuck um, and what more is truly possible if I were to make the choice to make it a reality. But how does your your surrounding respond? Because I also know if you step up as a woman uh, or even as a man, you say no, no more to the past. Yeah. Uh, I will decide my own future. That's not, not always easy to get that around you at the same pace. How did you do that? Absolutely. It, was, it wasn't easy. I would say the first part is it's scary for ourselves. And so I had to deal with myself. Um, And that was really, again, just reminding myself of what is it costing me and have I done my best? Looking at it, knowing that I hadn't done my best and it hadn't worked out the way I wish, allowed me to give myself permission to try something different. Um, And when it came to other people, I think there's a natural resistance that we encounter when we start to shift. Uh, And especially for me, uh, I would say being a woman from a culture where women can have very defined roles. Well, maybe you have to explain that a bit because, you know, Ottawa, uh, Canada, uh, that's not not really um, 
a problem. So can you just explain uh, in perspective how you see yes, that? Yes, absolutely. Thank you for pointing that out. Absolutely. So as my name, Qatar El Alawi, uh, is Arab. And so I'm Moroccan. And although I spent a lot of my life in Canada, in terms of mindset, I still had a lot of Moroccan mindset inherited in me. And that meant that as a woman, I was to put myself second. I was to excel at school, to do my best to have an amazing career, but I was always going to be second. And moving from that mindset to giving myself permission to come first in my life was really quite the journey. Mm. And you also spent a time in India. How was that to, to develop from, from really your point of no, uh, this is my life. I create my own life. Um, you've been in India for a while, isn't it? Yes, I did. I lived in India for three years and in South Korea as well for four years. Um, and working with clients ac across the globe, I would say our issues are women as women are really the same everywhere. Although they are a lot more deeply ingrained in some places. Uh, and so I would say that in South Korea or India, it is a lot harder for women to actually make choices for themselves um, and access their inner power. As it was for me in Morocco, whereas for a woman generally in the West, it'll be a lot easier. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. I can see yeah. that. So from from saying no to the to the past and yes to the future, what did you develop? What path did you take? Well, I started with my own inner healing, to be honest, because again, well-being became really my strong focus as my first step. Uh, and in that journey, what I learned is the importance of self-care and the importance of healing trauma. Uh, and we don't always know what actually trauma does in our lives or what it looks like. Uh, and what I found is that it's very related to the stuckness. When we feel stuck, it's often that there is something that's a lot more deeply ingrained from the past that we're not yet really aware of. And so with the tools from coaching, I was able to go look at really like, what is it that I don't yet know is blocking me? That is a real self-search, isn't it? Yes, absolutely. And that's why I made it sort of my, uh, my mission to really support others to do that because I have seen the shift. Um, and as much as I loved studying law, I can honestly say leaving law as a career has been one of the best things I've done for myself uh, because today I wake up absolutely loving what I do. And it's, all aligned to the values I shared earlier of empowering people, of creating well-being, of uh, connecting people with their inner power and a larger positive impact in the world. Yes, for sure. And that brings joy, isn't it? Absolutely. Absolutely. So much so that I've coined my new program called uh, Do What You Love and Love What You Do, which aligns people into working from their strengths and their sweet spot and what they absolutely love to do uh, as work as joy so that what we do every day becomes the expression of joy. 
Well, I think in, in that way, if we look at this whole podcast series, you know, change your story um, and yeah. just that's the basic of, of joy. You can change the world from there. You didn't even change sure. your world, but you changed the world of many around you through your coaching, through your programs. And I know from a very reliable source, you do the same in your upcoming book, too, isn't it? Yes, absolutely. I, I do exactly <laughs> the same in the book. <laughs> That should be coming out sometime between now and June. Oh, yeah. Or perhaps when when it's around June, we have to have another podcast. We'll just see. But but how do you really express this this way of, of being in life? How do you express it into the world? Because I know you coach people globally. Uh, you're, yes. you're back from India to, to Canada. You're rooted there again. So... Um, what do you what do you take on? What I take on is one-on-one -on -one coaching with clients um, as one possibility. Um, I also work with uh, students from coaching. Um, so I'm affiliated with a coaching a school uh, and a program called Leadership That Works India, uh, where we train coaches. Uh, and that's another really beautiful pathway of witnessing people's own transformation and how they then start to serve the world. Um, as you and I know, I also support the Mighty Heart, which we do together. Well, you uh, have to explain that. Just a few sentences about the Mighty Heart and what it is, because our listeners don't know yet. Yes, and I really hope they will know a lot more uh, because it's such a beautiful and empowering program. Uh, that was designed by Dr. Silla Elworthy. And um, I found that it really empowers people with both the tools and the mindset that's necessary to shift conflict um, at the micro level and at the macro levels. Yeah, I, I can really see that and, and really lead from the heart, uh, but do the inner work to be ready for the outer impacts. And what is so beautiful, uh, what I see in you is, although you, know, you had your lawyer uh, background and you really stepped out of it, uh, still dealing with conflict, whether it's inner conflict with trauma um, or in the a, in a other perspective, dealing with conflicts uh, in the mighty hard way. So uh, mm -hmm. transform all you can through really the self-search, uh, heal yourself um, and step up for others. So in a way, you're still um, an advocate, you know, but then in a total different way. And I think it's beautiful to see. So we have another, you know, I promised 18 minutes. So we have another yeah. four minutes. So what sure. should we cover uh, in those four minutes? Is there anything burning on you? Yeah, well, I'd love to cover maybe the first step because that's often the question that I get, that people tell me this is beautiful and it's nice to hear, and yet I'm still stuck and I don't know how to move forward. And so perhaps a little bit about the how can be very helpful. Okay, um, go ahead. Yeah, so I think as a first step, I would invite anyone who's listening and feels stuck to start looking at what are the beliefs that they have? What are the feelings and the beliefs that come up? when they think they're stuck. Uh, to also start to notice in their lives, what are their important values? And how is their life aligned with their values or not? 
So what do you see with your people as examples? Can you give some examples? What do you see? What comes up if you ask, ask those questions? I would say a lot of people that I work with have a strong value of harmony, a strong value of community empowerment, and a strong value also of wellness for themselves and their families. And I think a lot of the times we get stuck in providing for our families and in the mindset that providing for our families and having these other things don't go together. Uh, and so what I think would be great is to actually start looking at how can I bring them together instead of just they can't go together. That's a mindset too, isn't it? Yes, it is. And just shifting to the question of how actually starts to allow us to see different possibilities. I get it. I get it. So um, what else can we do for our, our listeners there? Yes. Well, I would love to invite also listeners to reach out for a one-on-one -on -one conversation or um, just join places of inspiration, like this very podcast. Join the community. Uh, find communities that support your goals, your dreams. Um, and just really start to give yourself permission one day at a time. The journey is not linear. We don't know the end goal when we start. And it's okay. We don't have to have it figured out. Well, I think it's a, it's a beautiful way of, of wrapping it up. And um, I hear you say, stop stopping, start doing, isn't it? Absolutely. Step start by doing, step. Yes. And start doing from wherever you are. I think it's wonderful. So where can people find you? Your company is Conscious Togetherness, isn't it? Yes. And the website is www.consciousTogetherness, in one word, .com. And our program, Do What You Love and Love What You Do, is going to be, again, launched very soon. So I'd love to have a conversation with anyone who is uh, looking to shift their career. Shift their career, return to themselves, heal their traumas, and have joy in life. Qatar, this is a real pleasure to have you on the first podcast. And I hope I can interview you many more times because there's always more to say. Thank you Thank so you much so for being much. here. And, Thank you um, so much, Nienka. It's a true pleasure. Well, we hear each other soon. <laughs> okay. Hey, bye-bye. Thank you for listening. Change for Joy is a collaboration between BookingWorldSpeakers.com, the platform for speakers that contribute to the future, and Presentation Master, the speaker's coaches who stand for authentic, clear, and effective sharing of your voice. If you share our mission to change for joy through authentic and impactful stories, feel free to share this podcast. We unite humanity through sharing wisdom. We change with joy the world one story at a time. Do you want your 19 minutes of impact here as well? Contact us at www.change4joy.com slash podcast.